0: Hi and welcome to this solo episode of the Gynecology Saloon, the podcast for medical students. I'm Peter Ferdochak, recording at the University of Oslo, Norway. Today I'm going to explain you how we can manipulate the menstrual cycle during infertility treatment. You are also going to hear that fertility drugs are made just as ugly as sausages, so make sure you listen all the way through. In the previous program, You heard how hormones interconnect the hypothalamus, pituitary, the ovary and the endometrium. I told you that the hypothalamus secretes gonadotropin releasing hormone, which will induce release of FSH and LH by the pituitary, which in turn stimulates secretion of Östadiu by the ovary and also stimulates growth of the follicles. Östradiol will then promote cell division and proliferation of the endometrial glands so that the endometrium is quickly restituted after menstruation. Östradiol will also give a negative feedback to the hypothalamus and pituitary, so it will keep gonadotrophin levels low during the early follicular phase. In mid-cycle, however, the Östradiol levels are high and turn on a positive feedback that induces a sudden release of LH and uh, this LH surge will initiate a final maturation program of the follicle and eventual ovulation. The ovulated follicle will turn into corpus luteum and secrete large amounts of progesterone which will transform the endometrium so that it can receive the early embryo. If you know just this much about the menstrual cycle, you will, I am sure, understand how hormonal infertility treatments work. We start with ovulation induction. Ovulation induction is an initial treatment of anovulatory infertility, which affects a substantial proportion, maybe as much as one-third of infertile couples. During ovulation induction treatment, you want to induce ovulation of a single oocyte, with other words you want to achieve monoovulation. The couple can then have timed intercourse to get pregnant spontaneously, or we can do intrauterine insemination, but anyway there is no need to take out eggs and fertilize with sperm in vitro. Note that ovulation in induction for obvious reasons will not achieve pregnancy if the fallopian tubes are blocked or the sperm quality is low. If this is the case, you must go for in vitro fertilization. We shall first look at a patient with anovulatory infertility due to polycystic ovary syndrome, and uh, then a patient with hypothalamic dysfunction. Our first patient has very infrequent menstrual bleedings, just two times a day, She has unwanted excess body hair on the chest and chin, also called hirsutism, she is slightly obese and has enlarged ovaries with uh, many small follicles on pelvic ultrasound scan. This combination we call polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS. The most common reason why women with PCOS don't ovulate is that the levels of androgen hormones are increased in the ovary and uh, this local effect hinders follicle growth. However, inhibition by androgens that can be quickly re- relieved by giving a small amount of FSH to stimulate follicles. Another way to deal with the situation is to reduce intra-ovarian levels, for instance, by destroying some ovarian tissue. This can be done with the diathermy during laparoscopic surgery. However, you don't want to start infertility treatment with surgery. A simple hormonal therapy may often work, and let's see how. Women with PCOS have normal estradiol levels despite the fact that they do not ovulate, and uh, this uh, normal estradiol level would suppress FSH secretion uh, by the negative feedback mechanism. If we inhibit the negative feedback, we can raise FSH levels just enough for inducing ovulation. We start giving 5 days treatment with estradiol receptor inhibitor uh, during the early follicular phase, and uh, this inhibition of oradidio signaling in the hypothalamus and the pituitary is efficient to boost development of a single follicle. When uh, this follicle reaches approximately 18mm size, we can induce final maturation and ovulation by injecting human chorionic gonadotrophin or ACG. ACG has the same effect as luteinizing hormone LH. The couple then can try to conceive by time intercourse or by intrauterine insemination. We often use a drug called colmiphane citrate in this uh, treatment, which belongs to a class of selective oestrogen receptor modulators or SERMs CERM's. There belong also tamoxifen, uh, which is used in adjuvant treatment of breast cancer. Note that uh, estrogen receptor modulators are unlikely to boost uh, FSH release and stimulate follicle growth if the patient has already low estradiol levels, since uh, the effect of uh, estrogen receptor modulators is based on taking out the negative feedback. Such low estradiol levels we can see in certain cases of hypogonadism. For instance, our second patient has onovulation due to excessive training. Endurance athletes in particular may experience hypothalamic dysfunction which results in low gonadotrophin levels and consistently low estradiol levels and anovulation and infertility. These women are unlikely to benefit from clomiphane citrate uh, and should receive a combination of FSH and LH to induce ovulation induction. And uh, gonadotrophins are indeed often effective to treat hypothalamic amenorrhea But the doses uh, must be kept low in order to avoid that too many eggs ovulate simultaneously. Therefore, the patient must be regularly checked with pelvic or ultrasound scans. And if she's developing too many follicles, the treatment must be cancelled. And the couple must be advised to use barrier contraceptive methods like condom because they should avoid multiple pregnancy. With ovulation induction treatment, uh, we want to mature a single egg During ovarian stimulation for IVF, however, we want development of many eggs at the same time, uh, which we will need a completely different strategy. We shall uh, look at IVF after the break. Under the starry sky, I can uh, tell you that the human pee is a major raw material for gonadotropins used in the clinic. Uh, indeed, the pharmaceutical industry used to collect large amounts of urine from nuns in Catholic uh, retirement homes, because postmenopausal women have very large gonadotropin levels, which is then secreted by the kidneys. The resulting product is called human menopausal gonadotropin or HMG, which is a mixture of equal amounts of FSH and LH. Of course, uh, postmenopausal P is a limited resource and most of the gonadotropins are now produced by recombinant DNA technology. Before the break, we looked at ovulation induction in polycystic ovary syndrome and in hypothalamic dysfunction. Uh, We reviewed how two methods, clomiphane citrate and low-dose gonadotrophin treatment, uh, which uh, can be used to uh, achieve uh, maturation of a single oocyte. During ovarian stimulation for IVF, however, uh, the aim is to achieve growth of many eggs at the same time. For optimal treatment results, we want to collect something between 10 to 15 oocytes, but uh, this number is very variable and individual. Uh, and uh, Some women will have a lot less and some will have a lot more oocytes collected. Ovarian stimulation for IVF has two key steps. The first is, is to give the patient high enough uh, gonadotrophin doses and keep her FSH levels high until we achieve multiple large follicles. The second uh, key step is inhibiting spontaneous ovulation, which would invariably happen because of high estradiol levels. Now we must revisit a little bit the previous episode on the physiology of menstrual cycle to understand why these two steps are important. The small antral follicles at the beginning of a menstrual cycle in the ovary have variable sensitivity to FSH and normally only a single follicle with high FSH sensitivity higher above a given threshold, would respond and grow. If we raise serum FSH levels, however, by injecting large amounts of FSH simultaneously, we will lower this threshold, and even those follicles that have lower FSH sensitivity would be able to respond and start growing. And uh, this mechanism exp- explains our first point, why we need high FSH doses if we want to collect many oocytes. But how about the second point, spontaneous ovulation? Spontaneous ovulation would occur because of the positive feedback by estradiol. High estradiol levels in mid-cycle sensitize the pituitary to GnRH and result in the LH surge. Uh, During ovarian stimulation for IVF we have many follicles, which means plenty of sources of estradiol. untimely high estradiol levels so that ovulation could occur prematurely, without any respect to optimal follicle size or the opening hours of our clinic. We must therefore inhibit spontaneous LH surge, which we can do by giving the patient gonadotrophin-releasing hormone analogues or GNRH analogues. There are essentially two ways to do this. Uh, GNRH antagonist analogues will block the GNRH receptor in the pituitary cells uh, immediately and uh, inhibit release of LH. Alternatively, we can treat the patient with GNRH agonist analogues for some weeks. And uh, during the first uh, few days of this treatment, GNRH agonist will induce FSH release. But after a few days, the, all the cell surface receptors for the GNRH will be completely exhausted. And uh, downregulated regulated and stop signaling further. And if we continue uh, giving the patient GNRH agonists, we can inhibit spontaneous LH release and untimely ovulation. Either way, by using either GNRH antagonists or agonists, we can uh, carry on giving the patient FSH until the ovarian follicles reach a desired size, say 80 millimeters. And at that point, uh, we want to induce final maturation of the follicles and uh, the oocytes, and we inject the patients with human chorionic gonadotropin ACG. Uh, it has the same physiological effect as LH, as mentioned, but uh, more accessible and uh, a lot cheaper. Exactly 36 hours after we induce follicle maturation by ACG, the oocytes can be collected by ultrasound-guided aspiration. Uh, most of the oocytes will then uh, already completed the first meiotic division, uh, progressed to the metaphase of the second meiosis, and will be ready to get fertilized. After the oocytes are collected, our patient will need some uh, progesterone supplementation during the early luteal phase in order to restore a good balance between estradiol and progesterone levels. In this episode of the Gynecology Salon, we heard about ovulation induction and ovarian stimulation for IVF. Ovulation induction is to achieve release of one oocyte, also called monoovulation, so that the couple can conceive spontaneously or after intrauterine insemination. The purpose of ovarian stimulation for IVF, however, is to collect many oocytes and at a precisely right time for fertilization in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Gynecologist Saloon and make sure to follow us on Twitter at GIN underscore Saloon, where we are waiting for your feedback, comments and suggestions. And uh, please stay tuned for next week uh, when we will discuss male factor infertility. Goodbye.